Dill, welcome, man. What's up, buddy? Got a lot to talk about this week. Um, real quickly though, I'd like to mention, you know, we we did do a little bit of a college segment last week. If you missed it, um, a little different because we are an NFL podcast, but those games have wrapped up, and um, Clemson got the win, and and in my eyes, it was kind of a blowout, you know, yeah, definitely. over Notre Dame. Um, definitely not what I expected. Um, in in that regard, but uh, again, if you missed last week's segment, you might want to go back and um. Check it out. It was uh, it was fun. We had a guest on. Um, you know, we we are now gonna move on to talk about the NFL. We have player spotlight this week. We have week sixteen preview, correct? Mm-hmm. And we have the week fifteen um, review, which we will start off with. Um, Dill, why don't you open it up, man? All right. Well, uh, as always, welcome episode number thirty five. Al just mentioned what we're going to be talking about today, so uh, let's just get right into it. Let's start off with this Thursday night football game, the LA Chargers 30 and the Las Vegas Raiders 27. It was a big win by Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers. He threw for 314 yards and two touchdowns. Also, I believe, ran for the game-winning score. Yep. Austin Eckler had 60 yards on 13 carries. I believe we had mentioned last week that he had not been a big part of the Chargers team. It was nice to see him get a bounce back game. Uh, Derek Carr, unfortunate injury, pulling his groin, scrambling to the corner of the end zone in the first quarter. Marcus Mariota, though, he's rushing yards in the touchdown and then 226 passing yards with a touchdown. Yeah. Aaron, so he had a good game, and I would assume he will be leading their push to the possible playoff berth Yep, starting this week against the Dolphins. And Darren Waller. Balled out nine catches, 150 yards, and a score. Overall, I, uh, better game than I thought it was going to be. I was really impressed with this game. Me and my dad were talking about it. I think this is the game that's going to potentially win Herbert Offensive Rookie of the Year. It'll be mm-hmm. we got to watch. Obviously, Tua had a good game. Obviously, the Patriots aren't what they were formerly, but uh, he had a nice little game this week. And uh, I think though Herbert probably solidified the spot with Burrow going down a couple weeks ago. You know. Mm-hmm. I think her, I think Justin Jefferson has a shot, but it's typically a quarterback who yeah, takes up. Uh, the player of the year awards have always been quarterback awards, no matter what, you know, level of football. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing I, I, I wanted to run by you, I mean, on the podcast here, I thought about maybe next week if we uh, go ahead and plug a segment. segment. Obviously, the Pro Bowl is kind of a joke. but uh, Kind of a joke? Kind of, no, it is a joke. It's completely a joke. It's a popularity contest. But um, instead of maybe ripping it for, for what it is, I thought maybe next week we could go ahead and do a segment where we kind of compare the NFC side to the AFC side and which side we would rather have as an overall unit in mm-hmm. each position category. That um, so yeah. check some Pro Bowl content coming, even though it's, it's completely 100% a joke. Um, Are they playing the, the Pro Bowl on, like, Madden or something this year? Yeah, it's on Madden this year. <laughs> but uh, – we're, we'll we'll go ahead and walk through what kind of squad we would rather have, and 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 kind of look at um maybe people who got snubbed because there were a lot. There were a lot I, of guys. Josh that I heard, Jacobs yeah. made the Pro Bowl. That doesn't make sense to me. No, I I I I feel like James Robinson probably he, yeah he's got a thousand yard rusher, isn't he? Yeah, he should have, and it's and he was undrafted and. He had a year like Philip Lindsay had just a couple years ago as another undrafted guy. But uh, the one um, lion, the one lion that made it, Jack Fox. 
Well, TJ TJ Hawkinson made it oh, too. Oh, did he? I only saw Jack yeah. Fox. So yeah, but Jack Fox, um, impressive punter. first season. <laughs> Sam, yeah. a, a, Sam Martin was a really good punter, but Jack Fox is legit, dude. Sam Martin was way too inconsistent for me. I was having a conversation with somebody about this, and I just I said, you know what? I I like Jack Fox. I'd never heard of him before. You know, he made it on the scene. But yeah. Sam Martin, I mean, he could do what Jack Fox does all the time. But then in a big spot, he would go for like a 35-yard kick and just shank <laughs> one out of bounds. And it happened yeah. every time, you know, we needed to pin somebody deep late in the game. Or, you know, we were trying to hold off a game-winning drive by another team. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was just that, – that was the, that was Sam Martin's career. And uh, Sam Martin, I believe he, – is he on the Broncos? Or yeah, yeah. Like the Broncos gave him uh, a lot of money for a punter. What don't know world? how much money off the top of my head, but I know they paid him a decent, you know, for punter wise. Well, they, the <laughs> John Elway, what's going on, man? That's not very wise. Yeah, maybe too um, many hits to the head as a quarterback. It has to be CTE. Um, well, I mean, speaking of the Lions, we got kind of decimated. We had a shot. They looked. The I, I watched a, a little bit of it. I was busy on Sunday. I was in and out of the house. I would watch maybe, you know, sit and watch maybe maybe a series at a time. And yeah. it was like, okay, you know, you sat and watched the first quarter and a half. You saw Derrick Henry stiff arm the no-name practice squad guy. Yeah, you knew something him. that ridiculously crazy was going to happen. He ended up <laughs> having, like, I, I got it right here, 147 yards and a touchdown. But they fought. They fought hard until the fourth quarter, and it was just too much of a gap in too little time. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, 273 yards, five total TDs. He had three Crazy. pass, two rush. That 20-yard rushing touchdown was was pretty good, I'm not going to lie. But Matthew Stafford, ultimate competitor, ultimate really tough guy. After that injury he suffered last week, I thought he had no shot of even seeing the field again in 2020. Yeah, me neither. He ended up playing like three quarters of the game. I believe he sat the last seven or eight minutes due to a coach's decision. Bevel just decided to put in Chase Daniel, but 252 yeah. yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift had about 70 yards and two touchdowns, and then Marvin Jones, 10 catches, 112 and a touchdown. I know we're without Kenny Galladay, and we've been without Kenny Galladay for like All five, year. six weeks now, but it's nice to see yeah. Marvin Jones finally step up and make big plays, even though the games don't matter, but he's really had a solid last three weeks. Yeah, he, and and he had a couple miscellaneous weeks, random times in the in the start of the season. But this these these last three weeks for sure, he's definitely came on the scene. A guy I'm really big on now. I was super mad about the first game, but DeAndre Swift is a legit back, mm-hmm. and I'm extremely excited to have him on the Detroit Lions squad moving forward. The only bright spots I'm really seeing in the Lions moving forward are DeAndre Swift, and if we end up tagging and hopefully re-signing Kenny Galladay, he has stated that, you know, he wants to stay here because we are the first team that really gave him the shot, you know? And um, I I think it's just going to depend because if he can stay healthy, stuff like that. And and running backs with Swift, they don't have a long life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But he did have two touchdowns. I mean, as a Ah. key example, pure example, I mean. He had a season. He had one good season, and then you know you you get injured at the wrong time in the wrong place, and you know that's it for your career. And your spot gets kind of taken yep. too. Um, but overall, 
and in the third quarter, like I was watching at work, I was like, you know, we still have a shot. We can do it. We had a shot for a while in the game, which that's something I didn't think at all was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If anything, I thought this would be the final score, but we would get the like two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Like if anything, I thought we were going to be like 45, 13 going into the fourth in the, in the, in the wasted get two time. Pity, yeah. Two pity touchdowns. Yeah. basically. Yeah. But I, I mean, like they were Tennessee run did all right down and scored. And I just knew it was going to happen. And then the Lions came back with a score. I'm like, oh, they came to fight today, you know. And yeah. then they hung around for a little bit. And then obviously late in the second half, it got away from them. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what happened. I think just the fatigue and the lack of, lack of anything. Like our defense was literally, like you said, practice squad. Our defense is horrible. There's so many guys that are injured, and the talent that we have that isn't injured really isn't the best. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. I'm staring at my Calvin Johnson poster, man. I'm just thinking about, man, what what if he never retired, Mm -hmm. man? He probably would have been retired by now. But I have a 2018 Lions calendar still up in my room that I've never taken down, and for some reason I left it on the month of August, and I'm looking at Amir Abdullah, so, you know. (laughs) Amir Abdullah, yeah. Saw he's on the Not Vikings a... and he's getting some uh, some time actually for one. Yeah, he actually is. It was just surprising because Dalvin Cook has been really good these last two mm-hmm. years. Um, and he made the Pro Bowl, even though it's a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on to a game that honestly to me didn't feel as close as the score. Oh no, reflects. definitely. Chiefs, Chiefs thirty-two, Saints twenty-nine. This is this makes it seem like maybe the Chiefs got a last second field goal. No. This this was not the case. Chiefs were up for most of the game, pretty much all of the game. They they carried the game. They held the game. Ah, Breeze. Um, he lost. Yeah, the Breeze time. just didn't. He looked like he shouldn't even have been out there. I. It was another conversation I was having. I think I was having it at work yesterday with one of my coworkers, and we said, you know what they should or no, I don't. Remember. I was talking to somebody about it, and I said they should have just let Taysom Hill play this game. They knew they were going to probably lose either way. Yeah. So let Taysom Hill play this week, this past week. And then, you know, you get up a little bit in week 16. Maybe you get up 15 or 20 points in the third, fourth quarter. You put Breeze in for a quarter or two. You get him a little yeah. bit of an experience. You knock the rust off a little bit so he's ready for playoff time. Or you even let him start yeah, week 17 sure. and you play him for a, a half or maybe a quarter and a half. And just basically to knock the rust off. And he looked rusty. He mm-hmm. the pass. I mean, he, did not I had never seen Drew Brees that inaccurate in my life. I, I mean, know. Drew Brees is one of the most accurate sense. quarterbacks of Probably our lifetime. Most accurate. He was the most. And accurate. he's overthrowing guys by 10, 15 yards. He's throwing to guys that aren't even in the picture when the camera pans to where the ball's going. Yeah, for real. And that is never that is never something Drew Brees has done. Ever. And, but, you know, he had 15 for 34, which the completions wasn't good. He padded his stats a little bit later in the game with two fourth-quarter touchdowns. Ended up finishing with 234 yards. Alvin Kamara got involved back into the game as Taysom Hill really doesn't use Alvin Kamara like Drew Brees does. I saw a stat this yeah. week. Uh, Kamara was averaging, I think, 13 receiving yards a game with Brees out, and he averaged like 75 with Brees in. He ended That's up getting crazy. 14 touches for 94 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown. Chiefs moved to 13 and one on the season. Patrick Mahomes, another Patrick Mahomes like game. It seems like this is just a broken record. We say this every single time we have a Chiefs game in this review. Patrick Mahomes, 254 yards, three touchdowns. 
Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 68 yards and a score. He leads the league in receiving yards. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. That a tight end leads the league it, in receiving. If he can if he can finish this season and lead it, that'll be the first time in NFL history. Mm-hmm. That just cha- it shows that the game's changing before our eyes. But the big storyline, in my opinion, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had 14 carries for 79 yards, but midway through the fourth quarter, sprained or not sprained ankle. It was an upper lower or upper body injury. And it's going to, it forced him out for the rest of the game. So Le'Veon Bell ended up coming in getting about 40, 45 yards. I believe he did score a yep. touchdown as well. He did. But he, I did hear yesterday that Edwards Hilaire is going to sit out the rest of the regular season and hope to be ready for the playoffs. So that gives the chiefs a little bit more motivation to get that by so they can get Clyde Edwards Hilaire, their stud star rookie running back another week to heal. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Clyde Edwards, I think he's going to develop over time. I've been impressed with certain games, and I've been mm-hmm. disappointed by. Like you, games you said it a couple weeks ago. I think he has like a hundred and ten yard game with a touchdown, and then he comes back with a forty yard game, and then you think, man, is, yeah. is this how he's going to be? Is this was it just a one hit wonder? And then he goes out and gets another ninety yards, or he has a game like this, seventy nine yards on fourteen carries. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. It's what's that's 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 the difference. What's thing. really going to be interesting just, in my eyes. Is I understand Le'Veon Bell, I believe, is on a one year, maybe a two year deal. Yeah. But you know, Damian Williams opted out of the season. Yeah. And he'll be not back. forget about Damian Williams. That Damian Williams, I can't believe he opted year, out, dude. We, we just can't forget about him. I'm sure a lot of people did. It's going to be really interesting to see what the Chiefs are going to do next season with Damian Williams. Do you think they trade him? He's, or do you think, uh, no, no. you don't think, think, you don't think uh, Edwards Hilaire's proved He's, enough to be the man? No, I think, bro, I think Damian Williams is a legend in the city mm-hmm. of KC now. For that playoff run he had last year. I mean, year, that was that I, was the down spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody thought, okay, well, Patrick Mahomes is going to get 300 yards plus a game, but what are they going to do in the run game? And then up comes Dar- or Damian Williams, not Daryl Williams, Damian yeah. Williams, and he had that amazing Super Bowl. He had that clutch fourth yeah. quarter touchdown late to give him the he lead, clutch, I believe. Dude. And – it's just going to be really interesting. It's a big decision and a tough decision for the Kansas City Chiefs to make. I would love to uh, see Damian Williams come back for mm-hmm. the Chiefs and just see what he's got. I I, I don't know what, why he opted out. I feel like he probably regrets it. To yeah, me. definitely. Just, just it was so unknown at the time what was mm-hmm. going to happen. For sure, for but sure. But now that we've kind of gotten far, I wish he wouldn't have opted out, though. It would have been fun to see him this year. Um, but I, I, uh, saw that five guys scored touchdowns this week that 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 made it feel like 2015 Des Bryant Larry Fitzgerald Antonio Brown Le'Veon Bell Frank Gore if you if you just look at those guys those are those are guys Did you mention I kind of zoned out from it did you mention Giovanni Bernard no I did not he scored last night too twice twice yeah and that that that's that like this stat obviously came out before that mm-hmm. last game. We do have to mention that. I think we're going to talk we'll about, about that, that game. game but right? there's a, when we do talk about that game, there's another game I want to talk about right after that. For sure. And I'm pretty sure you know what game that's going to be. That was the, the <laughs> while we're on the topic of, you know, shocking upsets. But first, let's get to the Sunday night game. It wasn't too awful bad. I mean, the Browns expected to win. They won 20 to 6. I would say with their 10th win of the season that puts them at 10 and 4 now, I would say they're probably locked in. 
They have like a 97% yeah. chance, I think, right now. So they basically need to lose out and a miracle to happen for them to miss the playoffs. But, you know, I was really keen to watch this game because they slipped up last week. They should have won that game against the Ravens. And I was expecting a little bit of maybe a letdown. Maybe they were going to let the Giants hang around and the Giants maybe were going to win. But Baker Mayfield shut that down real quick. 27 for 32, 297 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb ended up getting 50 and a score. Uh, Peoples-Jones, Landry, Rashad Higgins, they all uh, jumped in. I think Hooper scored. But uh, Colt McCoy, the, the the Giants offense just, oh, that was awful. Colt McCoy, they, they 221 yards, obviously wasn't expected to start. Daniel Jones was supposed to be the man. He's still out with that hamstring injury. Uh, the only bright spot really for the Giants offense was Darius Slayton, four catches, 74 yards. Did you see that fake field goal, whatever they tried to run on the first series? They marched, no, they marched down the field, field, and they looked good. It was their, I think it was their first drive. I believe Cleveland started the, with the ball. So they got down to fourth and four from, like, the Browns, I think, 11 or 10-yard line. So you know how the teams, like, when they do extra points, they try to, like, get cute, and they line up with the quarterback, or the, the kicker yeah. under, or the punter under center, and the center's the only one in the line, and they line up everybody on the sides? Well, they ran that. Yeah. So – uh, punter Why? Riley Dixon, the holder, ended up trying to throw the ball down the field to a offensive lineman, and he threw it like three yards over his head in the end zone. So Dude. the Giants literally threw Why? three points away, and that was basically the tone of the game from there on. <laughs> That's so stupid, dude. I didn't know they made that play. I Looking at the score, it didn't surprise me. I thought maybe, maybe the Browns would have more. Um, I thought maybe – Kareem Hunt would have been more involved, um, but I'm a big fan of Chubb, and uh, I'm 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 really excited about the year he's having. He had the injury, but then he came back, and he's still just been so consistent. He shows up every week. He's a dog out mm-hmm. there for the Browns, and I think he gets a, slept on a lot. And 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 I I wish I don't know if he made the Pro Bowl. If he didn't, he he, he, he should have. But I think so. But I I um. I honestly wish the Lions would have gotten him. Any bro, it's like why didn't? Did we you see? Um, one of my friends sent me this uh, Sunday afternoon while we were watching the Lions game. It was a screenshot of the Wikipedia draft, I believe. Let me try to pull it up. I believe it was the 2016 or 2017 draft. It was the Titans had drafted Derrick Henry, the Lions drafted yeah. Sean Robinson, and the New Orleans Saints drafted Michael Thomas. Yeah, dude, why, why, why do we draft a Sean Robinson? I don't even why? believe he's on the Lions anymore. Dude, and, he's not. And Derrick Henry and Michael Thomas are probably, I would say, if not the best top three position wise in their groups. Derrick Henry, I yeah, would say, is sure. easily the best running back in the league right now. But Michael Thomas, yeah. I would say, I'd fit him into that third slot. Yeah, he's 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 but definitely. My point up is, there. is we passed uh, up two generational talents for a lineman out of Alabama that doesn't even play for the team anymore. Exactly, and that's the story <sighs> of the Lions. Story dude. We have no judge as Lions fans. Oh, they shut the facility down it's today. I did not worst. know that. Um, yeah, I got yeah. They had a uh, two, the yeah. two personnel. Two personnel tested. Tampa. Um, is then, there some sort of like loophole where we can just say, "Hey, we got COVID. You'll just give Tampa the win." I, mean, I we wish have to, because we're, we we're have to get play. Them. I mean, 
Dude, Brady just had three. Brady's gonna throw for like four fifty uh, and five touchdowns. I swear. For sure. Antonio Brown got that final. Well, I mean, they were playing the Falcons the though, which I, it was ironic that they uh, seventeen and a half, and then uh, Brady just all of a sudden was came in and uh, went beast mode. He's crazy. He's a cheat code versus the Falcons, dude. Um, moving on to uh, you know. Last night's game, Bengals 27, yeah. Steelers Monday, 17. Uh, uh, Juju Smith got yeah. knocked that, That's out, what he gets for dancing on logos, oh. man. He's done it two weeks in a row, and they're 0-2 in those games. Mike Tomlin, I, another he thing, Mike Tomlin's going to talk to him about it, apparently. I just saw that as well. So, yeah, but my first note here, uh, Alex, you're probably look, you're looking at the notes, obviously, but our uh, listeners aren't. It is. Uh, it says Monday night was dot, 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 wow. That, that, I actually was, I sat and watched a little bit of it before I went to bed last night, and I turned to my dad and I said, "I have a weird feeling the Bengals are going to win this game." And then I got up to get yeah, some water you were right. at about like ten ten thirty, and I saw it was like seventeen to three. I was like, "Wait, what? They're actually going to win this game? Oh my gosh!" Oh, it makes no sense. So Big Ben, one hundred seventy yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Benny Snell obviously had to fill in for an injured James Conner. He was going to try to play. But he was a late scratch. Even before uh, warmups, Mike Tomlin had ruled him out for the game. Snell had 17 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, who has had a tr- problem dropping passes, especially in the last two weeks, he had eight catches for 59 yards and a score. Um, Ryan Finley ended up filling in at quarterback. They This is their third starting quarterback of the season. Obviously, it started with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow tore his ACL against Washington. They went with Brandon Allen. That really wasn't working. So Ryan Finley stepped in only through 13 passes. He went seven for 13, 89 yards and passing touchdown, but ended up getting 47 rushing yards and a rush touchdown. But the story for the Bengals offense, Gio Bernard, man, it was like, like you said, it was like 2015, 25 carries, 83 yards and a touchdown. Unbelievable. Crazy. For Gio Bernard. Crazy. Crazy. He, he balled out. Um, he he was potentially going to be my player spotlight, but there were just there was just one guy that I had to go ahead and uh, just put above him. Um, but I mean, all I can really say is I've never heard of Finley. Um, sounds Irish. Sounds like a Bengals quarterback to me. Sounds like a backup. He beat the Steelers, bro. The Steelers are trash. They they me, are honestly. Steelers might be the worst team. If Juju's given a bad luck, and he, bad vibes, he's given a he bad did, Juju. He deserved to get cracked. I mean, oh, all the way. What, I, I, bro? Corvette, Corvette. Like every time he's doing the TikTok, like just dude, get off just TikTok, stop. bro. You're not you a 14 get... year old girl trying to make money off of it. Yes, it's it's the dude from Fortnite. Like, dude, get here, out of bro. here. He Real. needs to leave. And I mean, speaking of the upsets, you mentioned Jets it. beat Jets. the Rams. I could not believe that. I saw the score. I thought my eyes were tripping me, so I checked it on another site, and I knew they weren't. And then it got to be about 23-17. to 17. I believe the Rams had scored to make it a six-point game with about 12 minutes to go, and I thought, okay, yeah. the Rams have this in the bag. I mean, Jared Goff's getting hot. The defense is finally starting to click a little bit. And then and then I just saw the score with like a minute, to ha- minute and a half to go, and I saw Sam Darnold was taking knees, and it hit me. The New York Jets won a football game. They just didn't win a football game. And they lost Trevor they, Lawrence. They, they, two things. They beat the L.A. Rams, who are going to be in the playoffs, even if they don't win the division. Maybe Super Bowl. Chance to make some noise 
as a lot of the teams in the NFL do. I think there's a lot of sleepers out there, and we'll talk about that probably in week 17 when the playoff matchups are set. But they also, as you mentioned, they lost Trevor Lawrence because they're not going to win another game. Jacksonville, they aren't going to win another game. They'll both finish at 1-15 and if they both lose out. Jacksonville has the tiebreaker over the Jets. I don't see Trevor Lawrence in that Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. I just, I don't see it. I don't even see the Jaguars taking a quarterback, which means I would think that that makes me think they're giving up on Gardner Minshew. And I know how much you love Gardner Minshew. And I don't think they need to give up on him. I love him. I don't think they need to. The The pieces around him are what oh, needs to click. And they got Robinson now, so they're fine. Minshew, even they were getting blown out by Baltimore. Minshew still had two touchdowns. He still came in and, and, and was throwing dimes. He didn't look the same as maybe last year, but he has no supporting cast, dude. He can't do it with D.D. Westbrook, with James Robinson, with D.J. Chark. Keeling Cole. Cole. No, James O'Shaughnessy. They, they need some weapons around the, him. Look how we yeah, played week one in their only uh, win of the season. They beat the Colts, yeah. didn't they? They beat yeah. that stout Colts they, defense that's going to win the NFC South. to me, it comes down to they're destroying his confidence in himself because, like, he came out and had a good game week one. Three TDs, I think, only one interception. Very it's accurate, a really good defense. Correctly. Yeah, and the Colts, the Colts oh, have, have a good defense. defense. Let's keep in mind, Darius Leonard mm-hmm. is insane. I talked about him before we even got into the season. He's probably the best young mm-hmm, linebacker. Um, when 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 the Bobby Wagner's of the world retire and the Levante Davids retire, Darius Leonard will be looked at as top linebacker in the now, league. Now, I, well, I one think of the top. I don't. I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, if Jacksonville does get the number one pick. Do you think they pass up on Trevor Lawrence and the Jets still end up getting Trevor Lawrence? Because I think Honestly, that, I think they would pass Jags up on him. I really think they're gonna stick with Minshew. Because Minshew has had a very small sample I, size. I think it depends. I think it's like when the Dolphins drafted Tua. You just cannot pass up mm-hmm. a guy like that. And and I just think it comes down to would you be willing, no matter who's on your team? It's like you got to think about who's on you, – you can't think about who's on your team. I think that's the mistake with the Lions. They always think about who's on the team. Oh, we already have a wide receiver. No need to add another, like, until later. No, if there's a guy like CeeDee Lamb, the Lions mm-hmm. should draft him. You know what I mean? It's like the Lions have always just, like – not drafted these guys and skipped them. I think that's our problem. You got to take a guy like a Trevor Lawrence at number one because he he you'll never find sure. another Trevor Lawrence. No matter how he does in you the NFL, him, no? you'll never find him. I think, though, to be honest, Jacksonville, I don't think – I mean, they could get another win sneakily. If they the play Jets the Bears this, this but I don't, I don't think know they if they would play like 17, but – I don't think they would want to, though. I, think I know the Jets have the Browns out. this week. So if the Browns do lose this game to the Jets, I will laugh really hard. I No, I think, honestly, Bill Belichick's going to throw really Week 17 so. versus the Jets. I think he's going to throw it. Mm-hmm. He's a genius, dude. And I, I know the season maybe doesn't reflect it, but Bill Belichick is True. still having a plan going in, in, in New England. Uh, clearly he needed Definitely. Brady. Though we can state the that Jags right have the Colts, so I don't see him losing that or winning that game. 
Because the Colts, no yeah, matter no. who wins that division, the Colts, that will go down to week 17. Between the Titans and the Colts. Yeah, there is no the way. way that the Colts will be throwing that game. There will be no way that game will probably even be close. Not at all, dude. Not at all. Um, But, yeah, so it looks like Jags are going to have the first overall pick. Yeah. And that'll I be think the top we'll four right now would be the Jags, the Jets, the Bengals, and the Falcons, I believe. So maybe no, maybe the Falcons say maybe they're in the same shoes as the Lions. Maybe they say farewell to Matt Ryan and they go get Justin Fields. We I mean we've I don't seen, see Jacksonville seen... drafting a quarterback. Obviously, Cincinnati's not drafting a quarterback. So Lawrence will go to the Jets. No. I would see no matter if he's at one or two. And that means the next quarterback team that may be hunting for a quarterback is at four. <laughs> And that would be the Falcons yeah. right now. Do you see that happening? Wow. No. No. Just because the coaching head staff, coach, new GM, I think they're going to hold new, on to that new quarterback. Maybe. I think though, maybe maybe oh, they would draft one, but yeah. not till like second round. I think Falcons, if they have the fourth Probably. spot, they trade down. To be honest, because the Falcons to me are no, not. They've just had a lot of bad luck. They, this they I mean, had horrible luck this example. year. Um. Calvin Ridley, receiving wise, mm-hmm. having a monster year. Yeah. Uh, he got snubbed and out. It's helped that Bowl. Julio hasn't played um, what now three straight games, I think. Yeah, and oh, Julio's sure. still top of his position. Julio man. could He's probably be better at sixty percent than anybody saying. else at full potential. I think. Yeah, I swear, dude. Julio is one of a kind. It's like don't even mm-hmm. compare him to Megatron. They're they're completely yep. in the leagues leagues of their own. Like when you talk about those receivers, like the bigger builds, they're just their own unique people. Um, moving on to our week sixteen preview, though, um, we have the Vikings and the Saints. Christmas Day, four thirty. I'm excited about this one, um, because dude, this playoff matchup. Implications. We said it when the schedule wise. came out in May. This game is gonna have major playoff in- implications. Not the kind of playoff implications yeah. I was thinking, though. But playoff implications are playoff implications. I mean, for sure. And um, the uh, the Vikings and the Saints obviously have a lot of history. They the Minneapolis the two of the last three playoffs um, against each other. Yeah, and they've been historic obviously, games. Um, marching down the field in overtime we'll last remember. year. Controversial push off by Kyle Rudolph for the winning touchdown. Still, uh, probably a very salty issue in New Orleans. I would say. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Um, I think they're still upset about it. I think they'll be mm-hmm. upset about it for the rest of their lives. Um, I I really like the Saints, man, but they're just they're not impressing me this year. Obviously, Breeze has been out, but I I don't think they're as good as the team as their record even shows. It's 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 not to say they're a bad team, but it's to say come playoff time, I think we could see them oh, having I, a first second round exit. They're not gonna. I don't see them in that championship, mm-hmm. NFC championship game. I see that NFC championship potentially being well, Packers yeah, are yeah, almost a shoe in to me. But it it could be it could be Rams in that game for me, even though they lost the Jets. I could make an Rams argument for team any team except the Saints right now to be in the NFC championship game with Packers. I think you can make an argument yeah. for any team. Any team that is in the playoffs yeah, currently right sure. now. I mean, obviously, if the Bears sneak in, yeah. I couldn't make an no, argument no. for them because they, they're horrible. No. Trubisky, I still don't bro. know how they won Trubisky. last week against the Vikings. 
crazy, surprising. Who do you got? So you got the uh, Vikings winning, or do you got the Saints? I have the Saints, but that's just still to say I don't think they're they're as good as a team as come playoff time. I don't think they're gonna be a real threat. Like you know, I don't know. Just because the way the Chiefs knocked them off, obviously the Chiefs are on the AFC side of things, but like the Chiefs showed the Saints. The Saints have have holes, man. They have problems. The, the 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 Raiders the Raiders beat the Saints man yeah. and it was, was embarrassing the way they beat the Saints and they yeah. beat the Saints with that was Reed. before the injuries before you know everything that happened with the Saints this year yeah so I'm just I I just don't view the Saints as a threat mm-hmm. even though they're gonna take well game. I see the Saints winning this game I see them winning quite easily um the Vikings it's gonna be a tough road I think for them to get in if they lose this game. Because are they're currently in, right? I think okay, so. So maybe, yeah, maybe so. if the Bears get a little lucky, maybe see. the Bears could win this. Well, obviously, I hope they win this week against the Jaguars. But that would be an interesting thing to see. Week seventeen, both teams at eight and seven, and basically win, and you're in. So it's not gonna knock the Vikings out of contention, yeah. but it's gonna make it a little harder for them to sneak into the seventh seed. And their reward is probably going to be the Saints again. So the Saint, the Vikings are currently in 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 the hunt still. Oh, They're okay. in the ninth the Vikings... spot. Bears are, Bears are Bears eight. Are at Cardinals eight are at seven. Then. Currently, okay. yeah. So currently for the uh, clinched, we have you know Packers, the Packers, the Saints, the Saints Seattle's, yes, C- Seattle, Seattle, Seattle can clinch the uh, the West, I think, with a win over the Rams. Yeah, for sure. Um, in uh, in the hunt. We have Washington at the four spot leading that NFC East. Eagles yeah. have a shot. Yeah, because that tie, that tie mind. helps them out. The tie yeah, is worth almost like a half out. point, basically. And I don't know, why did Haskins play know. last week? He threw the, two interceptions. I'm sorry, but Dwayne crazy Haskins thing is, they almost is won. not good. J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas almost carried them to win. Two former Lions. They were close, but I just was not impressed and and putting Haskins in he threw two interceptions that put them in yep. the deficit in the first but it was a good game by uh, Logan Thomas I believe he had 13 catches in that game McKissick had two touchdowns wow. that went against him in fantasy McKissick really I miss good. him he was good on the line but I see Breeze getting back to this Christmas day game I see Breeze getting back into form a little bit maybe he knocked that rust off finally 275 two touchdowns yeah uh, Kamara's sure. gonna go over 100 all-purpose Cousins is going to struggle as he does usually in these nationally televised games. Two interceptions, 200 yards. Dalvin Cook obviously is going to go get his. He's going to go get 75 and a score. Saints, they're going to hang around in contention for the one seed only because of the Packers' Week 16 opponent, which we will get to later on in the preview. Let's move on here to a Saturday afternoon special. It's one of three games on Saturday. Uh, It is obviously the Bucks and the Lions for now. At least after the Lions had two positive tests yeah. and they closed the facility down. The other two games, if you were wondering on Saturday, are the 49ers and the Cardinals at 4:30. And then the nightcap is a pretty good one, actually, in the AFC playoff picture. It's gonna be the Dolphins and the Raiders. That's gonna be interesting. A lot of playoff. But let's uh let's there. break down this Lions game. If I mean, I think it was really funny when the Lions fired Matt Patricia two days after Thanksgiving. And the two days after they fired Matt Patricia, they moved the Packers game that we played last week to the 425 slot. 
and they moved this game to Saturday afternoon yep. after Christmas. Why? And I just don't understand why yeah, we got I rewarded am. for uh, firing Matt Patricia with two primetime games. The Lions are going to get bad. It's like the NFL just wants us to get embarrassed on national television. Uh, they're going to lose 41-20. Yeah. Brady, five touchdowns for the second time this season. Obviously, he did it against the Raiders. He's going to throw two to Evans, two to Godwin, one to Gronk. Stafford, I'm going to say, is not going to play in this game. I think Bevel's just going to say, hey, we'll we'll see what you got next year. We don't want to get you injured anymore and you know possibly ruin your season next year for 2021. Chase Daniel's going to start 225 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Swift gets 59 yards. Jones is going to have a solid game, and the Bucs are going to clinch a playoff spot. The Bucs are going to destroy us. It's just going to be just exactly like you said. I do see Stafford potentially playing this game just because I know Stafford is a tough guy. He's probably the toughest quarterback I've ever seen, and, and he showed that to me. The first time I really ever watched him play on mm-hmm. was that Browns game his rookie year, and he came in with a dislocated, you know, shoulder and threw through the game winner. And um, I I just I just see Stafford playing. I don't know if I see him finishing. Probably not. And like you said, we sat him against the Titans at the end. Um, I think it'll have to if they do sit him, it'll be a mutual thing. It won't be like a hey, we're gonna sit you. It'll be like, do you think you're good to go? And if he is, they'll let him start, and and they'll make the decision mid game. Um, but I don't know, man. I I see the Bucks destroying us, no matter if Stafford plays or not. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, we lose, probably like you said, forty-one twenty, forty-five to twenty something. It's gonna it's gonna be like that, and the highest we'll get is yeah. about twenty twenty-five points. Um, no, somewhere in that range where it's not, it's not going to be much, um, especially against the Bucks offense. They have the most weapons out of anyone. I'd say the Browns had OBJ. If he, if OBJ was healthy, they, they'd be the two teams with the most spread of weapons in my mind. Um, but especially adding Antonio Brown and him getting a touchdown, say what you want about CTE and how crazy he is. You can't deny that he Definitely. even, he's still a factor at this point. Um and he he could potentially get another score this game. Um but yeah, moving on now to the Rams Seahawks. I'm going to say that ah I don't know, but I think the Rams are going to bounce back and get this one. Um Russ just it, he, he I don't know. He was struggling versus um yeah, Washington and even a couple more of the teams that they've played. I think it's not on him. It's 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 the team. They're kind of on the regression. They were so good for so long. Definitely. It's hard to be that good for so long. Um and especially with the defensive holes. Quandre Diggs, a former Lion and my favorite Lion at the time of us trading him. Um, he made the Pro Bowl. Jamal Adams somehow made the Pro Bowl, even though he's like he looked like, he like this year. Doesn't he have like five um, or six sacks this year though? Yeah, he has a lot of sacks, but in terms of safety, sure. bruh, just move him to linebacker. Just, just, just like, what's the point? Like, I if he was at the linebacker spot, mm-hmm. I would say he's top top three linebacker based on sacks. Like, like a pressure linebacker, yeah, he would be like probably number one, number two. But in terms of safety, you can't call him a safety, bro. In my mind, you really can't. Because he, 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 like last week, I forget, he could have intercepted a route. It was against the Washington football team. 
uh, he could have intercepted one of those touchdowns. I think it was McKissick who got it. He was in front of the route, but just a little too in front, as if he was going to make the play on the quarterback and not on the ball. Had he chosen to play the ball like a safety, a traditional safety, it would have yeah. been a pick, potentially a pick six. I got to be in a good uh, game. How do you see this game going, um, though? You know, the Jets upset win over the Rams. It's going to give them a little bit of fuel, I think. But not enough. I think Seattle's going to win this game 27 to 17. Russ is going to continue those struggles, though. 185 yards and a touchdown to lock it. Goff struggles as well, but Akers keeps them in the game until he fumbles late, driving down the field to try to take the lead. And Seattle pads on a late touchdown to clinch the NFC West 27 17. All right, let's move on here to the uh, game that I mentioned about the Packers. It is Sunday Night Football. It is the Titans and the Packers. This should be a really good game. How do you see it going down? This is going to probably be game. How do you see it going down? Like, uh, I don't know, but game of the week in my mind because um, the Titans are a lot better than I initially thought. I know they just played the Lions, but – Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry is obviously the, the the team's MVP, but you cannot knock Ryan Tannehill. I know he played a really bad defense to get five total TDs, and he had a, struggles uh, in a few games this year where he just underperformed. But, I mean, I'd rather have a quarterback who only underperforms one or two games than the whole year. He is a solid spot. He's a solid option. Um, he's a lot better in oh, Tennessee sure. than he ever was in Miami. Obviously, he has a lot better cast around him. A.J. Brown is is, is a legit receiver. Um, same build as D.K. Metcalf. Um, I'm, I know. <laughs> they're, they're basically the same. They're long-lost brothers like we like to joke. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I still see the Packers winning this one on the, on the uh, heels of Aaron Rodgers just because yeah. he's Aaron Rodgers, man. I, I don't like him. I really hate him, but. I will say one thing that has happened in 2020, which surprised me more than anything else that happened in 2020, is that Aaron Rodgers has gained some respect from me. And I never thought I'd say that because I hate the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback this year has shown me why I have been a lot, extremely biased in the past. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's gained a lot of respect from me um, this this year. And that's just something I never thought. And I, I do see the Packers winning this one on Devontae Adams' receiving spread, the way he runs routes. Um, I see yeah. it being a really close and good uh, game. Derrick Henry versus the Green Bay defense. It's going to be a really good matchup. I see the Titans taking this one in an upset win, 34-28. Derrick Henry, wow. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Tannehill, 325, three touchdowns. Rodgers is going to have 302 touchdowns, but he is going to make the big mistakes. I called Patrick Mahomes' three-turnover game. I'm going to try it with Aaron Rodgers now. I think he's going to turn the ball over three times. One of them is going to cost them dearly midway through the fourth quarter, and the Packers are going to lose that momentum to get the one seed. It's going to go down to week 17 between them and the Saints with the uh, Packers losing on Sunday night football at home. One thing I will say, though, if 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 anything, this would be the game that the Packers struggle in because – um, we've seen it before yeah, when, they, got when they came down to play the Bucks, and oh. and they got destroyed. Those are the games they have struggled in this year. Mm-hmm. Were the were the important ones. Um, but overall, I see it being close. If the Packers take it, like I say, 
it's going to be real, really, really come down to the wire. Maybe, maybe, uh, like Hail Mary, not a Hail Mary, but you know, one of those Packers, Aaron Rodgers type plays, those, you know, clutch moments from him. But I don't know. Titans, Titans have a better overall, um, chance to win because of the the momentum from that Lions game. I, I just see the Packers taking it because of the I mean quarterback they have. I see him as better than Ryan Tannehill. Aaron Rodgers is a clutch guy. Um you know moving on to our uh last game we have to break down here. Bills Patriots. I'm just gonna go out and say it. Yeah, Bills definitely. will destroy the Patriots. Uh, Josh Allen has carried me, I believe, right now to the fantasy football championship game. I will be playing last week's guest Kyle. He has a stack team: Derrick Henry, Corey Davis. It's gonna be inter- and more. It's gonna be very interesting. But I hope it comes down to Monday Night Football, and I hope Josh Allen balls out and gets me this chip. Four. I'm gonna predict this: 330 yards, four total touchdowns, three passing, one rushing. Bills win 38-10. Cam, he's going to get benched at halftime. Uh, Damian Harris, 65 yards in the lone touchdown that the Patriots will be getting. The Bills will clinch the number – well, they're not going to clinch the number three spot because I thought Pittsburgh was going to win that game quite easily. They may be still in it for that two seed with a key Monday night victory. They definitely have a chance, and this is going to be the game that gives them an even better chance, you know. Um, but yeah, rushing touchdown last week against Denver, dude. He people slept on him when that draft class existed. They were like, no, because Rosen actually got drafted higher, I think, than Josh Allen. Everyone was, yeah, everyone was like, um, Josh Josh Rosen. They, and then they would talk about Josh Allen. They would be like, Josh Allen's not even the best Josh Mm -hmm. in the class. Could we say best quarterback in the class, maybe? He's not even uh, – Josh Baker's Allen? Class, right? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Still, thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Have they changed any in the last two weeks? They've changed to the fact that I think he um, will be a great quarterback. Turn. I like it. I like it. And, and I say that I, – I, I, say, I say that saying I still think he has some inconsistencies. I, I, I think – um, my biggest disappointment with Baker and the reason I have not been a Baker Mayfield fan is if you give a Josh Allen, like you, you see what happens when you bring in Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen and you see, you can see him and you see the Cole Beasley, you see Cole Beasley and you see, these are guys who are elite in my mind. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley's elite out of the slot position. Um, you got guys like that and Cole Beasley can throw. So compare that to the Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry can throw. Odell Beckham can throw as the receiver spot Definitely. and make those trick plays, same as Cole Beasley. Dude, I I I don't understand. You put Odell Beckham, you put Jarvis Landry, you put Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, a great running back duo, one of the greatest. Uh, yeah, you put all those guys around him. David Njoku is better than people say just because he doesn't, lot, he doesn't so get had, enough touches, I don't feel year. like. And last. Yeah. And when he's in, when he's in, he's he's been solid. When you put all those guys around Baker, and he's not the top quarterback in the league, obviously he's young, 
But with the cannon he has, he made the longest throw in NFL history, right? It obviously didn't count, but it was like seventy-five yard throw. He hit the he hit the pole, yeah. and the Ravens the Ravens guy ran into it. What a throw! What a cannon! When you put all those factors together, top, and you top, are not or top like, number one top quarterback, top that's that's a very steep hill to climb. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying like top five quarterback when you're not even in that talk because I don't put Josh him in that talk. You know who I do put in that talk? Josh Allen. And that's why I'm thinking Josh Allen's the best out of this class currently. Baker has potential to go up and and and, and be a great quarterback in the league and a top five quarterback in the next couple of years. But Josh yeah. Allen is a current top five quarterback, and that's the difference. And in and, and my top five quarterbacks, I have guys like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's in my top five mm-hmm. with no weapons. With no weapons. Will mm-hmm. Fuller obviously is done suspended. Bro, mm-hmm. he has no weapons in his top five. That's why. I, I, I don't think Baker's bad, but I, I just yeah. don't think he's great. Okay. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that being said, Bills are going to take this. I, I wish I didn't have to say Cam yep. was going to struggle, but he's going to struggle, man. Um, uh. Moving on to our last segment, player spotlight. Offensively, you have a really good story to talk about. A really, a really good, um, you know, feel good thing to come out of. All right, uh, my offensive player of the Why week is Sylvan Ahmad. He is the running back for the Miami Dolphins. He had 23 carries for 122 yards and one touchdown in the uh, Dolphins' 22 to 10 win over the New England Patriots on Sunday. He wanted to go get 100 yards for his grandma. His grandma, I believe, is – I don't know her age, but she's in a nursing home. And he said – he promised her to go get 100 yards in his first NFL start. And, man, did he capitalize on that. He was signed by the San Francisco 49ers as an undrafted free agent in May out of the University of Washington and then was waived by them a few weeks before the season started. Picked up by the Miami Dolphins. He was waived during roster cuts but signed back to the practice squad two days later. It's just a great story. The Dolphins have had a lot of injuries in running backs this year with guys like Miles Gaskin going down. But it's just a great 2020 story. I mean, he goes out in his first NFL start and goes and gets 122 yards. The Patriots' defense is still respectable. I mean, they're not having the greatest season, but for anybody to run for 120 yards against the New England Patriots is great. But for an undrafted rookie to do it's even better. Miami may have found their guy. I don't want to yeah. want to put the pressure on Miles Gaskin. For I mean, sure. Obviously, he's injured and he can't do anything from the sideline. But this guy may be putting a little bit of heat on him next year. For sure, I definitely agree. Um, my my player of the week. I, I feel like we have to give it to Ahmad for um, the story and for for the way he balled out and just everything that led up to the hundred yard game. You know. And they were like the Lions. They hadn't really had that running back. Ed Miles Gaskin had had a couple of good games. I don't know yeah, if they had know. a hundred yard rusher until this game, though. I think it was only like ninety yards. Maybe I'm wrong though. Um, but the guy I'm gonna have to give it to this week is a guy that I thought was gonna be a bust, but kept them in the game, and that's Jalen Hurts. 338 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 63 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Are you kidding me, dude? And the rushing touchdown, if you watch that play, that's what gave me the player spotlight. He had to, like, drag the guy. Obviously, he wasn't that far, but he had to extend and and really reach out 
for the touchdown. He he impressed me mm-hmm. completely, especially because the Cardinals are a good team, man. That defense, Hassan Reddick just had five sacks and three fourths fumbles in a game, dude. And and Buda Baker is the, the highest safety, highest paid the safety best in safeties in the league. I, I'd say. Yeah, there's a there's a definite reason. And you go out and you get 338 with three and then another 63 with a rushing touchdown. As Jalen Hurts, dude, I thought he was going to be bust. This shows me. Yeah, I, I he may. They don't want to. They don't really want to eat because it's a huge cap hit if they release him this year. So they may just, you know, stick him as a backup, which I wouldn't yeah. want to pay my backup that much money. But yet I wouldn't want to lose like 70 million as a cap hit. But I think Jalen Hurts is the guy. I mean, it was great to see two former yeah. Oklahoma Sooners duel it out with him and Kyler Murray on Sunday. And they both had really good games. And Philly had a chance yeah. late in the game to go get a win. And he made some incredible throws on that final drive. And then just, you know, came up short, couldn't hit the Hail Mary, yeah. unlike his former uh, Sooner counterpart did uh, a couple weeks ago against the Bills. No, DeAndre Hopkins made a pretty sweet Hopkins. catch in that fourth quarter. That may have clinched me. That may have clinched me the final. I know. Drive. I was getting a little nervous until uh, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. went off on that final drive. <laughs> when you have a guy like D Hop, I mean, for you sure, can always sure. rely. On I mean, you just got to go back to the Hail like Mary that. itself. I mean, he mossed you, three guys. Keep you afloat. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I I need I need that sure. framed. I need some kind of painting with that. That was a play that I'll always remember. Um, moving All on. Right, to mine's going to be a repeat. I, mean, I uh, talked about him in week six in his stout game. I pretty much talked about the whole Bucks defense in that week six domination over the Green Bay Packers. Uh, my player of the week this week is Devin White. What a game against Atlanta! Twelve tackles, three sacks, four and a half tackles, two pass defenses, and three quarterback hits. This is his second season out of LSU. He has one forced fumble, one fumble recovery on the season to go along with eight sacks and 130 combined tackles. I believe 85 of those are solo. It's going to be a force to reckon with in that NFC South for years. The Bucs are building something special. If they can get a quarterback behind, maybe go draft a quarterback in the second or third round next year to protect the future of star players like Devin White, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and others, and obviously Antoine Winfield as well, is that was that was a great story this year. Is he could win defensive rookie of the year, but they need a quarterback behind Brady because Brady's not going to be there forever. He's got a year or two left in the tank. And if they go get a young quarterback, this team can be a force to be reckoned with for the next five to ten plus years. To go along with Shaq Barrett and other guys in that great defense, it's amazing to see what Devin White's been able to do. Hey, uh, we had a little technical difficulty there. Couldn't really hear what was going on. Uh, but go ahead and just give your thoughts on Devin White um, right. continuing, you know. All right, do you just want me to start from the top? I don't know where it cut uh, off. Yeah. I just talking, and then all of a sudden I just saw it wasn't recording anymore. So Yeah, some, right. some was glitched. But, yeah, go ahead and just start from the top. All right, Devin White is my player of the week. Yeah, he's a repeat again. Week six, he had that great performance along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and that blowout win over the Green Bay Packers. But he had another great game and a comeback win against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. 12 tackles, three sacks, four and a half of those 12 tackles were for loss. Two pass deflections, three quarterback hits. This is his second year out of LSU. He has one forced fumble, one fumble recovery to go along with eight sacks and 130 combined tackles. I believe about 85 of those are solo tackles. He's going to be a force to reckon with in that NFC South for years with that stout defense that includes him, 
Shaq Barrett, Sue, JPP, Antoine Winfield, who is probably going to be the defensive rookie of the year, and you know other guys that you may not know about. And they just need a quarterback to be behind Brady, maybe to go draft one second, third round next year. Put a guy maybe like Kyle Trask out of Florida, Zach Wilson out of BYU, Mac Jones out of Alabama, behind Brady. So when Brady is ready to retire, guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans don't have to go back to bad quarterback play. And I see these guys being a big part and why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be, you know, scary team in the next five to 10 years. So Devin White's my defensive player of the week. Devin White, a beast, man. I remember when he was in the draft, I was like, Lions better take this dude. Mm-hmm. If we had a shot, I don't know if we had a shot, but if we had a shot and didn't take him, I'm thoroughly disappointed. Um, I think he came out of the same class as Jared Davis, or maybe it was the year after. Um, but I uh, I wish we would have taken him. My guy is an older guy, and he only really made one play. But this play, you got to watch it. Look it up. I recommend it, and that's why I'm putting him here. Jerry Hughes. The touchdown oh, that was amazing. Right? I saw that live. Dude, the, 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 the juke, the cutback. I thought for he sure he out half the Broncos I, offense. How did he do that? Like, he's he's older. Like, he's a veteran guy. He's not very skinny. Like, he's, he's, he's not one of those shifty kind of guys. He, bro, he ran a lap around the whole team and still scored. Pretty much, yeah. A 21-yard touchdown, but he ran a lot more than 21 yards. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really get any tackles or anything during the game. That was really all he showed up for. But, dude, if that's all he showed up for in this game, like, I, you have to credit him. True. The 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 play obviously didn't mean much for the game. They blew out Denver. Um, but overall, I'd rather have a guy make a play like that and and, and highlight it than, than someone who doesn't really show up at all, you know? Mm-hmm. These are the kind of plays we're meant to talk about, and I definitely recommend if you're listening to the podcast and you happen to miss this play this week, go check it out because it, it was just an interesting and once-in-a-lifetime kind of play for me and one that's going to stick with me. That being said, I mean, we're pretty much to the end of the episode here. Like I mentioned, next week um going to be a little different. I will actually be um, – out of out of state recording and uh it'll be it'll be a fun experience um but you know we will be talking about our week 16 review that we previewed today uh pro bowl we're going to be talking about just looking at the sides looking at each unit linebackers which would we rather have the afc quarterbacks or the nfc looking looking at those kind of things. Do skill positions or everybody uh, I think the only ones we don't really need to talk about are kind of alignment. Okay, so we'll, be, um, we'll just do like the seven on seven guys. We'll just do skill positions. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, but basically, I was thinking, you know, we'll look at the quarterbacks. There's three quarterbacks for each. Mm-hmm. For me, it'd be like, hey, I'd rather have this quarterback over that quarterback, breaking it down, and then deciding which unit I would rather have. Um, stuff like that, and then overall, which team I would rather rock, whether it be Madden, whether you you know, um, but. Anyway, that's going to be it. So why don't you just wrap up this episode, Dylan, and and send us on our holiday break. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening to episode 35. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy all the content we put out and that it just keeps getting better and better as the week goes on. Obviously, as Al mentioned, episode 36 next week, we will be recording from separate states, not just separate, you know, rooms. And uh, we'll be talking week 16 review, week 17 preview, final week of the regular season. And then we'll do that little Pro Bowl uh, thing that Alex had discussed. We'll do our probably do our last player spotlight for episode 37 before we come up with maybe some new ideas for the playoff push. Yep. And uh, just, you know, happy holidays, guys. Al, Merry Christmas. 
I won't get to talk to you before Friday, so I hope it's a good one. And we will talk talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye-bye.